gum gum was once just a dream. He says he loves you. He says it with meat. He comes to buy a meat wreath, and he makes a cider out of beef. He's thinking about his meat cape. He says he's waiting for that garbage ape. The meat fairy's coming along. So Heathcliff, won't you play your meat song? Whoa. Hi, welcome to the Christmas episode of Meatcast. Kyle, are, are you in the Christmas spirit? Oh, buddy, you know it. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you drinking? I'm drinking a, a Christmas drink. I got a Coquito here. Wow, no, I, I'm not. I have a bottle of water. <laughs> that delicious holiday treat. <laughs> um, well, we should bring in our guest to see if he is drinking a Christmas drink. I'm guessing not because I don't think he knew this was the Christmas episode. <laughs> but he is uh, the associate producer of uh, the Flagrant Ones and Hollywood Handbook and... Uh, uh, a, a friend of the show and uh, the Drop King from Doughboys is Robert Persinger. Thanks for for joining us, uh, Robert. Thank you so much for oh, having and me. The, and the host of his own podcast, <laughs> Gentleman Overlords. I, that's true. Uh, too many credits. <laughs> the why credits did you say, keep why coming. Why did you say so many credits at the top? That's bizarre. <laughs> Robert uh, did specifically give Nick permission to not say all of those credits, <laughs> but Nick just thought, let me err on the side of caution here and... <laughs> Uh, no, they're also good. They're good credits. They are good credits. That's wild. I'm kind of splitting the difference. I don't. I have my water bottle here, but I do have Coquito in my fridge. Wow. I don't know if that's splitting the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm literally. I'm between floors. There, there's the water's here and the Coquito's there. So I am currently them. drinking one of them, and the other is in another room. <laughs> I decided to do half and half. I poured a little in my water bottle. Um, well. Uh, that's, that doesn't matter. You don't have to have the Christmas spirit in your drinks because Heathcliff brought the Christmas spirit. Well, let's, well, oh, let's get into it. Sure. Yeah, let's get into it. This week on Heathcliff. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about uh, your history with Heathcliff, Robert, which I'm guessing is zero, aside from <laughs> seeing a few comics every now and then. Sure, uh, but uh, but we should talk. We should talk about it's. It's been a big week, week in Heathcliff. I feel like there's been, there's been a big a bunch of comics that are, have been very fun, and there's been a bunch of he- Christmas ones. And I want to get through the Christmas ones, but I, we can't skip over this one. I thought because it's so topical. It's a, a ham. Oh wow. Uh, on wheels and, and a block of cheese on wheels and they're both driving away around the corner Heathcliff's staring at them uh kind of snobbishly and the two mice are saying or the th- one of the three mice there are three mice behind him one is yawning and the birds are saying driverless cars so this is uh this is kind of uh peter gallagher's uh shot at at tesla right don't you think yeah yeah i think that's clear i think the satire here is extremely pointed and uh we can all take away exactly what peter was going for with this one of his one of his like comics was shadow banned on Twitter, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get Elon Musk for that." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Robert, are you familiar with the ham car and the cheese car? They, they're kind of. Uh, I, I'm familiar with ham and cheese in the comics in general. I don't know if I've ever seen them <laughs> and in it's car sandwiches form. In general, I, I <laughs> yes, yes. I don't have zero experience on that, at least. Uh, but no, I don't think I've seen the wheeled versions in any Heathcliff comics. I'm sure. I know there's. I know there's trends in these comics, so I wouldn't be shocked if you if you were able to pull up some other wheeled ham. But uh, this is a first for me. It's it's interesting. It's are they how often do they get topical like this? Because it's very much like 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's it driverless cars. Like how it feels like he does things more evergreen. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right about that. I mean, I I, it, I don't remember a lot of examples of them uh, commenting on the events of the day. Did, was he doing like hanging Chad jokes like during that Florida <laughs> election? I wouldn't stuff? be I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he did hanging Chad. But, but uh, actually, I don't think he was. He wouldn't. I don't think he was writing the. Oh, you're right. Okay, that. yes. I I don't know when it when it all shifted. But also, this is not topical at all. <laughs> it's just saying a noun. That That's true. Is, They're in the zeitgeist right know. now. But uh, if it but was, I liked it. I thought it, I a thought little it was good. satire punch up. Maybe put a small child in front of those driverless cars. <laughs> oh, there you go. Huh? Come on, we're getting put edgy get Iggy here. Up there. Get Iggy in front of there. Get Iggy in front of one of those. Yeah, it's blending cars. into another comic next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Iggy is? Uh, Robert? I'm familiar with Iggy, yes. I've seen them on many fridges. Oh, no, no, that's Ziggy. Sorry, what? Oh. <laughs> I, I, got, I was confused. No, Iggy is this little boy who's in this... We're looking, now we're looking at the December 16th comic strip. The little I, boy next to Iggy. I've seen the boy. Iggy. I didn't know his name was Iggy. And in fact, I, yeah. before listening to your guys' show, I don't think I knew the grandpa was named Grandpa Nutmeg? Grandpa Nutmeg, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is Iggy Nutmeg, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I gotta go back. Your primary interaction with the Ziggy comic book characters on refrigerators? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a comic I've seen on, like, work fridges and stuff like that in the past. Okay. So. I would say greeting cards and candles. And greeting cards, primary. too. That would, right. that would, if I were playing Family Feud and Steve Harvey asked me, <laughs> you see this bald-headed lout? Lout? <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know. Wow, coming hard for for Ziggy, I, guys. I'm feeling spicy today. I'm in a I'm it's in a holidays, rascally so. mood. <laughs> well, okay. So, remember, Kyle, do you remember Chauncey? Uh, how could I forget Chauncey? Of course, I remember well, he's, Chauncey. He's back. It was kind of a Chauncey week. We saw the first two parts of Chauncey week, and now this is part three. He was basically in half the week last week. But yeah, so here Chauncey is. is he's this big giant dog. Some say mastiff. Uh, I don't think he's a mastiff but maybe he is but uh he's kind of crouched down in a playful mood tail wagging staring at heathcliff and iggy is saying to heathcliff don't make that face it's chauncey now this is sort of uh peter gallagher's homage to the ending of lost in translation when she whispers <laughs> into bill murray's ear and we never hear what she actually whispers <laughs> and much like that keithcliff's <laughs> face is turned away from us the reader Oh, I thought you were suggesting that maybe Iggy or that maybe <laughs> Murray, Bill Murray, was whispering, "Don't make that face." It's Chauncey. No, I just mean like. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was off off panel. I thought that's what was going on. <laughs> I just mean, don't make that face. We don't know what face he's making. Yeah, yeah he's... honestly, if the perspective was changed a little bit, or it was more, it was more like, uh, like side scroll or whatever. Like we could see both of them. I don't know. That's that's a weird choice. mm Hmm. I, yeah, but I guess it is that mystery. Yeah, a lot of Heathcliff is, uh, the captions especially, are kind of not stating, you know, kind of leaving things out, leaving out a big piece of information that you kind of get to fill in the blanks for yourselves. But uh, Robert, what do you think of Chauncey? Uh, I think Chauncey's cute. I, I listened to the episode where you guys were talking about him. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, we love him. I agree that the ears are kind of weird. I wish they were more like <laughs> filled out. They're, they do look like antennae or something. But uh, but Chauncey's pretty cute, and uh, I like that there's a dog in Heathcliff's life that uh, that is just like a big galoot that likes to lick him. It's, it's cute. I like. Yeah. That. Hey, kind 
kind of similar to Spike, who we'll talk about. I should mention, yes. we're going to be talking about a, an episode of the Heathcliff cartoon later in the episode, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. I would say uh, diametrically opposed to Spike, but we'll we'll break it down. Well, well, we'll talk about it. Now, this one I just couldn't skip because I love it so much. It's Heathcliff <laughs> sitting at a bar. Got a, he's got a, a drink in front of him, maybe a whiskey or something. And uh, at the other end of the bar, a man is talking to the bartender. The bartender is saying, he's got fleas. Yeah. And again, we can't see Heathcliff's expression. Presumably, he's upset. He's sad. I mean, it works for me much better in this one than it did in the Chauncey one because we can hit the lack of expression, the little hint that we get. In the, the tumbler in the, is telling you everything you need to know. That there's- exactly. <laughs> I can hear the 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 jazz coming out of the jukebox as Heathcliff solemnly sips that. I see. Now, I assume that it was just the Heathcliff theme song, and he put it on like twelve times as soon as he got in the bar. Psycho. It's a good theme song. That should be in. That should be in jukeboxes. What do you think? uh, I I feel like Heathcliff's drinking a whiskey. What do you think the guy behind him, or the guy that we're looking at, it looks like a a big tall glass of pee. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. He's in a bar, so I hope it's some sort of alcoholic beverage. But it could been. Nick uh, just set himself uh, up for that job. It looks like a though, maybe, vod- like, maybe vodka and pee, a vodka and pee. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Uh, a vodka pee on the rocks. It does look like a. It kind of looks like a fancy, like a Stella or something, from like a commercial where they do it in like the oh, very yeah, tall yeah. glass and they scrape the foam off or something. It's 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 not what I would expect. I expect like a more Homer Simpson kind of Moe's Moe's bar mug. A mug, but I want to see a me. mug. You know what is what is this? Who is this effete man? <laughs> You remember when men used to be men <laughs> drink beer you out of You couldn't even get both hands around the mug. <laughs> uh, but okay, let's move on to the Sunday. Again, I, we, we don't usually look at the Sundays, but I feel like we have to look at this one. It's, a, it's wow. Heathcliff and, and his girlfriend, Sonia, uh, riding on a, on a, on a sleigh pulled by a, uh, pulled by a pug. And then uh, someone in the window is saying, dashing through the snow and a one pug open sleigh. And again, this is typical of these Sunday Heathcliffs. It could have just been one panel, but it's... <laughs> What, uh, seven panels here? Yeah, but then when you wouldn't get that panel of them, like, spontaneously jumping into the air in the second one, just, like, flying for no reason for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's a really... I it's was magic. Thinking Christmas that, like, magic. It, can the pug fly, or is it? did they just hit a big... Only bump? for one panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one panel makes me think that it's, like, the pug just ran them over a, a ramp or something. <laughs> the pug, oh, maybe. The pug went X Games mode. <laughs> well, I, I said it before, but I like to think it's Christmas magic. Yeah, I, okay, I would, yeah, like, we're moving I would like to do that too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, that's the beginning of Christmas week, and now we have uh, uh, this other one here where it's Heathcliff standing atop uh, an overturned garbage can, uh, six, ca- six cats dressed in robes uh, singing behind him. Heathcliff is kind of looking up to the sky and singing as well, holding onto a, a fish skeleton. And uh, there's a big crowd of... Of, of 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 cats watching from be, from behind the fence and uh the nutmeg family is in the window and they're saying i didn't know there were so many garbage carols i love this one i really do i like the image of heathcliff leading this choir uh in front of an audience of identical cats uh, <laughs> to the ones that are singing we can't um, see their faces guys- either are they happy are they sad what do you guys think? It's true. Think are the names of some of these garbage carols? Oh, garbage oh, ape uh, is probably one of them. Oh, garbage yes, ape, yeah, very yeah. good. Oh, come all ye banana peels. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle smells. Jingle smells. Sure. Yep. 
Okay, we did it. <laughs> a little de- uh, town of Bethlehem. Uh, okay. Ham yeah. helmet, maybe? That might be a hat on a hat, but yeah. Uh-huh. Little uh, drummer Pringles. <laughs> Pringles cans? I don't know. Maybe because they end up in the trash. Anyway, it's it's a good one. We've got to keep it moving, guys. we got so many comics to look at. Here we have Santa. We're, we're in the mall. There's a mall Santa. You can tell he's mall Santa because he's got a sign that's a Santa above him, and he looks exactly like Santa. Uh, but walking away from mall Santa are Iggy and Keith Cliff. Keith Cliff wearing a naughty helmet, Iggy wearing a nice helmet, and one of the kids in the background. It looks like so this kid that's talking he actually looks kind of like an old man. He does. Right? <laughs> he's on his knees. He's just trying to get presents from Santa. Or maybe he, he maybe he just wants a helmet. I think this is Dorf all grown up. Dorf, old man Dorf. Uh, but uh, but the little kid that looks like an old man is saying, Santa's helmets don't lie. This is a very political cartoon way of uh, putting Santa in your comic service to dress a guy clearly one of the most iconic looking (laughs) characters of all time and then go, well, wait a minute. I don't know if they're going to get it. They also say Santa in the quote, so it doesn't need the sign. Maybe he was like, shit, I forgot to put like dark green in there. Okay, I'll just put a little Santa sign above. <laughs> I do like the depth of the comic that you can see an escalator and someone going up in the background, though. Yeah, oh, you're right. True. Wow, a lot of lot of work went into this comic. Because I feel like it, I mean, it's, it's only a few planes of, of, you know, stuff going on in the comics most of the time. It's like a sun, a cityscape, and then like the foreground for the most part, so... No, big depth of this is kind of like the Citizen Kane of comics, the way that yeah. uh you know everything everything was in focus in Citizen Kane. A wreath on the column. That's why everyone back. loves it so much. It's, it's you kinda uh we do kind of goof on uh on on Peter for a lot of times reusing a lot of the same assets, but this this seems to be a lot of new stuff that I hadn't seen before. And I do think he draws everything fresh. I mean, I don't think he actually does reuse assets. I think he just keeps drawing the same thing over and over again. I mean, but I, I will say the color Colorist kind of took a break here and just didn't color in any of the packs. Yeah, there's two yeah. Ge- there's white. two gendered gifts right up front, and then there's blue stars <laughs> on the tops of the trees, which is interesting. It's very impressionistic. You yeah, know, it's just kind of we get we get the a little bit of the Christmas colors. We get classic Heathcliff orange. Well, you gotta have Kyle, that. Kyle, did you go to film school? Uh, no, I went to you went the- to theater theater school. <laughs> In film school, we watched Susan Kane. I love the movie, but it seemed like the big thing we were supposed to take away from it was that everything was in focus. Mm-hmm. Big depth of feel. Depth of... I I forget. Yeah, no, I didn't think that's right. <laughs> but it was the big takeaway, I think. That was the big takeaway, yeah. <laughs> that's why we're supposed to love it. Anyway, that's what we're supposed to We got to keep moving. You, guys. Sound, you sound like you're, you're, you're knocking it. You're like, well, what's the big deal? Depth of feel, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, okay, we have uh, the man-eating giant building a giant snowman. Wow. This is great. I love it. It's a huge snowman. It's like twice the size of the house, maybe two and a half times the size of the house. And uh, someone in, and one of the nutmegs is in the, I think it's Iggy, he's in the window and he's saying, is that a man-eating snowman? Okay, because he's the yep. man-eating so giant. Should it, should it be snowman-eating giant? That That's my question. I can't decide. what. I, I think man-eating snowman is funny because it's. They were so close to snowman eating giants. <laughs> man eating snowman. I don't know. I, I kind of like it as is. I, um, yeah. I'm curious, like, based on the scale, is that like an, an, an enormous carrot too? Mm. Oh, must yeah, be. Yeah, it's got to be. And huge boulders making up his eyes. Yeah, and yeah I'm surprised there's snow on the ground just because, I mean, it must have been from someone else's yard because you'd think he would have rolled it all up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he must have been rolling for a long time. Yeah. I mean, not for him. It, 
He must have been rolling a long distance, but for him, it would have taken. Would have yeah, would have felt like nothing. Mm-hmm. Also, Manning Giant uh, just wearing his typical short sleeve shirt and vest, but he has. But a then scarf. he's got mittens too and a scarf. <laughs> yeah, this is a real like you know John Fetterman wearing the hoodie and shorts. Look. <laughs> From the man this is costume, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a Fetterman campaign poster. <laughs> <laughs> snowman. It'd be kind of funny giant. to. Yeah. Yeah, Snowmaning Giant or, or Manning Snowman? I, I think I got to go. I got to stick with what they went with Manning Snowman because he's he's the man eating giant. Uh huh. You know, it, it's a parallel, it matches, you know. So when he makes a snowman, it's the man eating snowman. Yeah, anything yeah. he does is the man-eating whatever. whatever. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I guess so. I I guess it's is it better if the snowman is eating other snowmen or is this the snowman is eating But that's the thing. Man. The man-eating giant is not a man. He's a giant. I mean, he it, he correct, by correct. all appearances is a man. So he the snowman eating snowman doesn't track with that same logic. That's yeah. true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? But he is a giant. It's, it is a giant snowman. It is a giant snowman. There's no question. Okay, so maybe maybe we 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 do what uh, Robert did. We we split the difference. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a snowman eating giant snowman. Well, uh, now you're just hat on a hat on a hat here, man. I mean, I you know I don't know. I think it's a snow eating you know, man snow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta keep moving. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so here we have Heathcliff walking down the street with gingerbread men, <laughs> and uh, the door is open. The door to the house is open, and, and the oven's I open. The oven's open. The oven's the open. Grandma Nutmeg is sticking her head out the window, and she's <clears throat> got oven mitts on. She's t- saying to the other old lady and the other. This is an old neighborhood, an elderly neighborhood. <laughs> Everyone there seems to be old, but uh, <laughs> Grandma Nutmeg is saying that looks like trouble. Um, I think I might. I really love this one just for the expressions on the gingerbread man's faces. So funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they look devious a little bit, don't you? Think? I mean, yeah, they look like trouble. <laughs> Maybe uh, they think they're going right. to eat. They think they're going to eat Heathcliff, and Heathcliff thinks he's going to eat them. It looks like trouble, whatever it is. I think, yeah, that's correct. And another another comment where the grandma, uh, much like one we saw fairly recently, is leaning her entire body out of the window to <laughs> shout this at her neighbor, <laughs> even though the door is open two feet from her. Exactly. All right, we got to move on, guys. It's, we've taken up too much time. We got to get to the to the next segment. Previously on X-Men. Heathcliff. Okay, this is previously on Heathcliff. I don't know Nick, if this did could you be a just do that live? <laughs> I didn't have time to prep. I was in. The, I was driving to San Antonio today. <laughs> I didn't have time. Uh, I don't have a second monitor. I didn't have time. Hey, but we were, we're gonna. It's fine. I'm impressed. <laughs> we're, we we we. Uh, this might be a segment that we do again. It might be something we never do again. I don't know. But wow. we're we're gonna talk about an episode of Heathcliff of the of the 1984 uh, TV show. Um, I, I have some notes here on Heathcliff. Um, oh, I didn't pull them up, but I can very I can pull them up very quickly. Um, oh, by the way, so I, this I was, got a I got a gift today in the mail. This is breaking shoes, and um, one of them was a Heathcliff sticker that says, wow. "No one should terrorize the neighborhood," which is from the theme uh, yeah. of Heathcliff. Yes, and I'm wearing the shirt. Whoa. By the way, wow, whoa, That's you awesome. got a yeah shirt, a Heathcliff yeah shirt. Um, 
Well, we should. I guess we should listen to the theme song. It, it is a banger, right? Yeah. This theme song, this opening sequence is just chock-a-block full of cartoon noises. Like, that's... Yes, yeah. here they come right here. And, like, it looks... I mean, this is the thing of all 80s and 90s kind of cartoons, but, like, it looks so, so good. And then the animation in the actual show does not look quite as good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that Cadillac is, like, shiny. It looks so awesome. Well, you brought up the... I guess I brought the theme song, but then you... <laughs> now, you don't put <laughs> that, that on I me. I guess it was just me that brought it up. <laughs> Uh, so it's written by Noam Kanyel, who also wrote this song. I don't know if you guys remember this. This was a big song for me when I was a kid. I had this VHS. Does that ring any bells for you guys? No, there's something something in the back of my brain, but that's not like the cartoons. What, what is that? Well, it was it was the like a pilot for a cartoon that didn't get picked up. Oh, that I had like. Do you remember those Scholastic book fairs? I oh, bought yeah. this X Men Pride of the X Men VHS from a Scholastic book fair one year, and it was a big thing for me. I I I, I loved the episode, but uh, yeah, Noam Caniel also did that theme song. But speaking of theme songs, which again, I think it was just me that was doing that. So, did you guys notice that uh, this show was developed by Chuck Lorre? Oh, I didn't no, realize. I don't think I, I realized not, that. I did not know that. Yeah, the Heathcliff this this Heathcliff cartoon was developed by Chuck Lorre, who went on to do Big Bang Theory to NFM, Dharma, and Greg. But and speaking of theme uh, songs, and, oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know the one. Oh wow, this one too. He wrote. Heathcliff. Now this one I know. <laughs> Chuck Lorre wrote. Heathcliff, the cartoon, and he also uh, wrote the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. That's um, that's insane. What a, what a career! But I, okay, I, I was going to say this. Uh, the show, I, I ran into some conflicting information on Wikipedia and the Heathcliff wiki. I'm not exactly sure which is true, but the show debuted in 1984, ran for two seasons, had 86 episodes. It was actually like the second or third Heathcliff cartoon that was made. Oh, but it was the one that I grew up with. Um. So this episode we watched we watched today was called North Pole Cat, and it originally originally aired either September thirtieth, nineteen eighty five, or December twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six, depending on which wiki you believe. It does seem the consensus seems to be that this was the very last episode of the show that ever aired. So it was Whoa. number eighty six of eighty six. Wow, wow, that's really wild. So I do wonder if the earlier ones were better because this was bad, it's right? Really this, bad. The thing we yeah. watched was r- terrible. It's really awful. <laughs> I mean, like I, the, what I will say for it though is, and this is like a positive and a negative is Mel Blanc does the voice of Heathcliff and he's incredible. Yes. but it also I sounds d- very Bugs Bunny ish. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like my was my first note. Heathcliff is Bugs Bunny. He talks like him and he kind of acts like him. Yeah, yeah, there's not enough. I wish there was more differences, especially since he is a great voice actor, but it it's very close to to Bugs. Well, there's also nothing in this, uh, you know, other than just Heathcliff's general attitude that feels, that's giving me that familiar Heathcliff feeling, you know? I'm like watching this and I'm like, this is, I don't recognize this. This is a orange different cat. orange cat. Well, that's that's maybe my main thing with it is in the comics, 
he doesn't talk, right? It's mm-hmm. always quotes that are from other people observing Heathcliff and other stuff like that. And that's kind of the charm is Heathcliff is saying things with his helmet or a shirt or whatever. It's never an outward audible expression. So it's not impossible to do a cartoon where your lead doesn't speak, but it's it's jarring. And it's definitely not the voice I was expecting. I don't, I don't know. Do I'm, you- not, I'm also I'm not sure if if the comics at this time, which were written by uh, Peter Gallagher's uncle, George Gately. Yeah. I don't know if – I think maybe Heathcliff did talk on them. I'm really? not sure. I do know that there were like comic books with Heathcliff where I think Heathcliff talked in those at the very least. I wonder if they would have been in the same comics. style as the show though. That's interesting. I, I don't know. We should uh, – I'm sure, I mean I'm sure you'll down. find out. <laughs> yeah, we should <laughs> – We got to do a deep dive. We should do a garbage, old... garbage ape deep dive on like pre-Peter. The, uh, the voice of Heathcliff, a deep yeah. dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want and Mel Blank, Mel Blank actually voiced Heathcliff, like literally voiced Heathcliff in the other all all the other Heathcliff animated shows. Oh wow! Uh, uh, which they were they were all from the eighties. They were just earlier eighties version. But I, I I also noticed at this point he kind of reminded me of a certain other uh, animal. Let's watch this real quick. <laughs> huh? It's a little that Woody, a little bit like Woody Woody Woodpecker a little bit. Woody Woodpecker. Okay, I was thinking um, Porky Pig. Oh, Woody Woodpecker. Woody? Now that you say that, even more Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, I-, I went Woody Woodpecker first, also. But now that you say Porky, of course that makes sense. Yeah, I hear Porky too. Um. Also, the other one, other thing I I wanted to look at his. They they go to Heathcliff's house, presumably the Nutmeg House. It looks like very run down, doesn't it? Yeah, the whole neighborhood looks like. A, nobody lives there, which is just a function of animation costs. Oh, I wow. Assume. Oh, but yeah. It does yeah. look a little... Sh- it looks all right, but it does look everything... Is it also just that it's winter, so everything's a little kind of bare? I don't know. None of the oh, trees maybe. have yeah. any leaves on them, which I guess, yeah, for winter, but like... Oh, man, it looks like a huge bummer. There's a tire swing hanging off this empty branch. The The house next door just has a bunch of empty i guess they're bushes or short trees or something uh it's grim i tried to figure out well, where their the town was that heathcliff lives in and there's no place Ooh. canonically in america like there are towns with the same name i'm trying to remember what it was called like wilburton or something i forget we should know that yeah Kyle. but um but i <laughs> but i mostly was looking it up because i was like how long and we'll get to it but how long does he ride the dog sled to the north yes, pole that's, that was my question like it seemed to be it seems to be almost instantaneous that they make it to the north pole which i don't i don't think you can ride a sled to the north pole but uh anyway so I, I'll, I'll summarize the plot here real quick and interject if you have anything to say. So uh, the mail, Heathcliff and the mailman kind of have a, a little discussion. The mailman tells Heathcliff that uh, his his and Iggy's letters to Santa were being returned to sender. This so is that, only after Heathcliff he- saves the mailman's life from Spike. Who's now, like, who's with a now a bullfighting routine. <laughs> a bullfighting routine that was like that was right out of Bugs Bunny, right? I'm sure oh, yeah. Bugs Bunny did that yeah. to somebody at some point. Um but uh, so Heathcliff decides to go to North Pole using Spike as a sled dog, a sled dog. Uh, and I wrote down Spike likes the idea and sings a song. Is that he? Is that right? He says something where he's like, he's like, I'm not going unless, and then he puts the red nose on him. I don't remember what yeah, the audio is. Yeah, it's a very, about. very weird moment. Let me see. I think this is right around here. Oh, that's cute. Oh, Heathcliff, if I get a red nose, can I guide you to Santa tonight? No, much. <laughs> he almost said. It, he almost said it like 
hey, yeah, I'm not going to take you to the North Pole. He's like, yeah, maybe if you give me a red nose. And then in midline, he's given one. And it's like, well, we're yeah, off. Yeah, it, it like <laughs> tails off with the it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But before that, like, what is he doing? He's oh, making he's up his own clear. Oh, he's clear. Just in the booth, like, stretch, stretch. We need, I, I don't know, we need to fill the, this is only one oh, half of an episode. Clear. Oh, he's clear. <laughs> yeah, kind of a, like a, oh, who was that, that, uh, Movie reviewer, or he isn't a movie. But Harvey Firestone. Harvey Firestone. Yeah. yeah, from the, Firestone. Independence the, Day. The, the actor, David. Yeah. Oh, so sue me, David. Yeah, uh, uh, Spike sounds like a pervert here. <laughs> like he sounds like he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll get, I'll take you to the North Pole, Heathcliff, if you give me a red nose. Give me a little red nose, yeah, Heathcliff. And you know what a red nose is. I All I'll say is don't look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, don't. Whatever uh, you do. And give us a second to make an entry on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> um, so uh, they go, they work their way to the North Pole where they find, uh, there's an evil elf named Tuck who who we found out is stealing the letters and returning them to the sender. Yeah. Uh, and he's immediately fired sort by of, the head elf. Sort of the North Pole's version of Lucifer, cast out of the North Pole yeah. for he's, his- He's uh, breaking the toys on the assembly line, and, and then the, <laughs> the his supervisor is basically already, is a, has already been given the go-ahead to fire him, but he's really just getting, like, winding up to do it. <laughs> yeah, he knows uh, when he approaches him. Yeah. He's like, gee, I wonder who could be <laughs> breaking all these toys and stealing all these letters. And well, and, and he I, he doesn't know he doesn't fight him at all. He's like, yeah, it's me. I hate Christmas. <laughs> oh, this voice. <laughs> yeah, the voice. I- you red ugly doll. Same dumb toys every year. Yeah, wish I had a real job. <laughs> Duck, oh, the horn. He's he's so horn. Yeah, Are you happy? <laughs> he he he. I thought he sounded exactly like. And I pulled up. I think I maybe pulled up a, a sound who I think he sounds like. Yeah, I tried to look up his uh, the voice actor because it's familiar. It's definitely was in Tiny Toon Adventures because that sound it sounds so familiar, right? I thought so too. I couldn't find. Uh, I couldn't find it, any any match. I thought he sounded exactly like the guy who voices Buster Bunny. It, it might mm, be that. But, it might be that. Just kind of. You know, I Joe was ready for us. How dare they oh, Cobra Commander! My strategy. I thought he sounded like Cobra Commander. It's apparently not the guy. Interesting. I don't know. I couldn't figure out who it was. I I don't think it is. I think maybe that's just an easy voice to do. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a very, like, it's of the time. Like, I feel like that's in a lot of kids' cartoons is a voice like that. Am I playing a bad guy? Let me just kind (laughs) of... Let me go... um, Read a Repulsa-ish. Salacious crumb mode. (laughs) Um, but so, uh, Spike and Heathcliff make it to the North Pole. They hit an actual North Pole. Uh, Sh- can we, t- shockingly, like they make journey. it to the North Pole. Yeah. It's <laughs> and insane. Also, it, that it's not a fancy North, North Pole. Pole. It's like a spike of ice or something. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. also, it's like Santa's place is like. This must be a North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the script, like they were a, like, oh, and they run into the North Pole and it's this huge, it's mad. They describe this like beautiful thing and they're like, we're not drawing all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally just a chunk of ice or whatever. No, I was going to say that, um, but uh, Santa's place looks like Dr. Seuss-ish, kind of. It's very weird. It's like on a cliff, yeah. and there's all sorts of weird kind of tubular buildings. It's really, really bizarre. Yeah, it was. It didn't. It's not what I picture the North Pole or Santa's workshop to look like. I also thought the the elves kind of looked like um, ice navi. You know how <laughs> we have like... 
Oh, from, wait, from Avatar 4? The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just want to make the sure this is ice. up to date for the, you know, when people go the future. <laughs> the way of ice. <laughs> it's going to be the way of water, the way of ice, and then the way of uh, vapor? <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so so they, they, they rescue Tuck from a polar bear and uh, Tuck changes his ways and Santa drives them all home on his sleigh. Well, um, I want to talk about the scene where Heathcliff and Spike are like, yeah, we brought the letters back. And Santa's like, oh, you've you been good. good? Yeah. And then Heathcliff <laughs> is just stomping on. They for, they lie to Santa <laughs> yeah. openly. Both of them are like, yeah, Spike's like, I ain't been chasing no mailman. <laughs> and Heathcliff's stomping on his foot. And Santa's just like, oh, oh, oh you rascals. Here's your presents or whatever. Is, I, are there I, no I, rules? Uh, or, is, I, I think he basically says that. Returning the letters makes up for some of the shenanigans you got up to. So. That's what I had. Tr- yes. That's what I had a problem with because they only did it so that they could get their letter read. They're not yeah, doing it altruistically. They're, it, was they're, not a, it was. It was not an unselfish act. It was a selfish act. Yeah. It was a selfish act. Do better, Santa. You need to come on. We want, which is we want on some... character for for Heathcliff. But by the way, Santa's. His his uh his office is just full of books. It it looks I kind of feel and it's gigantic. I kind of feel like this is like Citizen Kane's office. <laughs> <laughs> well, the depth of field is everything's in focus here. <laughs> that's true. Maybe you're right. That maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I was thinking Citizen Kane. Um, well, that's I, I I that's all I really had to say about that one. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about? Santa also has a globe in his office in this in this still, which is like you'd think he'd know it by now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he traversed it every year. Uh, yeah. my, my only, my the only detail was that I thought was kind of sweet is that um, the elf just straight up tries to kill Heathcliff and uh, Spike when they show up. He's just he rolls a giant boulder of or, or pardon me, Heathcliff rolls a boulder of snow, but they get like almost like submerged in, into frozen water, and Heathcliff rides Spike as like an ice block out and then he takes all the ice off, but he does give him his uh, snow clothes, which I thought was really sweet. Very so kind. Just yeah. wanted to point out another little good deed from Heathcliff. Heathcliff seems to have One good su- deed. supernatural powers here where he, he's, yes. he's like building, he builds a, a blockade, a wall uh, in a matter of seconds. And he's like, now uh, I need ammunition. And then he makes yeah. a giant, yeah, just rolls Snow up a ball and stuff. A, a, the bottom half of a of a snowman eating giant snowman. <laughs> well, it was a bad episode. I don't know if we'll ever watch another one. But maybe we will. Maybe we'll do another previously on Heathcliff. Um, but guys, you know, this time of year, it just uh, it kind of makes me makes me think about things a little bit. You know, I mean, it's the holidays. I'm sitting here and I'm, I don't know, I'm looking at the two of you and I'm just kind of thinking about things, you know, and well, it just makes me want to say, have yourself a meaty little Christmas, let your ham be round, from now on, our garbage will be on the ground. <laughs> Have yourself 
a meaty little Christmas. Unless you eat man. <laughs> if you are a man-eating giant, we stand. <laughs> so have yourself a Heathcliff little Christmas now. Wow. Wow, Nick, that's really beautiful. That was that was yeah, gorgeous. Just, well, I was just looking at the two of you. It was just I felt like I had to say something. Yeah, thanks for saying <laughs> that's, something. That's just kind of that's just kind of what came out. Yeah. That was really nice. Meaty Christmas, Nick. Okay. Yeah, meaty Christmas, oh, meaty to, Christmas you too. to you. Meaty Christmas to you both. Uh, well, Robert, thanks for joining us. Uh, Gentlemen Overlords is your podcast. Yes. Uh, is is there anything else you want to you want to say? Uh, 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 let's see. We've got yeah. You already mentioned Flavor One's Hollywood Handbook. Listen to those. And then um, oh, my my buddy uh, Kevin Bartelt has a kind of a video project that's on the Flagrant One's YouTube channel called Where the Body At. And I think podcast fans would be interested in watching it. It's about a uh, it's about all the behind the scenes kind of stuff from you know around your favorite shows. It's very interesting. You'll dig it. Cool. Yeah. Sounds great. All right. Well, thank you. Check that out and check everything. Check all. Check everything out. <laughs> you know, check. You know, check out everything out. Honestly. <laughs> check <And> everything until, <laughs> out. <laughs> until next time. That bothers me. 